0: G'day guys, I'm Jaden King and welcome back to Just My Two Sensory. Last week I watched the movie with absolutely no audio, it was primer, and just so everyone knows, I knew nothing about that movie at all, there were no actors I knew, the only thing I'd seen of it was on confusing movie lists, so I was going in completely blind. Which is exactly what I'm doing this week. I'll be watching a movie with absolutely no visuals. And it's not gonna be like a descriptive book. It's gonna be an actual movie, which is gonna be very difficult. A descriptive book would be describing exactly what's happening, much like a movie that I absolutely hate, Now You See Me. It's highly overrated, it's a ridiculous film that gets explained pretty much the entire time, so you have no room for imagination. And on top of that, it's just utter blockbuster garbage. I'd hate to do this for a movie like The Quiet Place or The Artist. That would be horrific. You wouldn't have any idea what's going on because with The Quiet Place, it's all just sign language music and some very scary uh, sound effects. And with The Artist, well, it's a silent film, so you would literally be clueless. Some people are asking why I'm doing this. Well, that's because I love movies. Uh, My favorite movies, just to name a few, Mulholland Drive, Inception, The Usual Suspects, Pulp Fiction, and Denis Villeneuve's very underrated uh, Enemy. And I want to break down confusing films. That's what I wanted to do with my podcast. I wanted to talk about some of the most confusing films I could think of. But uh, I wanted to make it harder and I wanted to add a twist. So that's where the whole sensory comes into it. I did get inspired by the Halfway Boys. So they are some New Zealand podcasters who they watch movies uh, and then they leave the cinema halfway through and try and predict how it ended. This week I'm listening to Vertigo, which is a 1958 Alfred Hitchcock film. Uh, That's pretty much all I know about it, other than the fact that vertigo is the sensation of spinning dizziness associated with looking down from a great height. Funnily enough, Alfred Hitchcock said, If it's a good movie, the sound could be off, and the audience would still have a perfectly clear idea of what was going on. If that's the case, then Primer is a fucking shit movie, because I had no idea what was going on. Though, to be honest, I think that may have been the case if the sound was on as well, and that may have been what the movie was going for, but who knows? Well, I'll tell you what. We will know in a couple of weeks. And if it is the case with all Alfred Hitchcock films, then I'm glad I didn't watch Vertigo with no audio because I feel like that would have made it too easy. And I'll tell you what, it was not easy just listening to it with no visuals. So if you haven't seen Vertigo, tread carefully. There are some spoilers coming up. And here is a little quick snippet of me being baffled because I have no idea what's going on while just listening to Vertigo. Okay, well, uh, it's been music for the last... Probably about seven minutes, so it could be the credits, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I'm only about 25 minutes into this movie, so I don't think it's just finished just yet. He's been tasked with following a man he knows' wife, and I think that's what all this music is, because you can still hear cars, you can still hear footsteps. So just a lot of... He's got to be silent if he's following her, obviously. So I think he's doing a great job of following her uh, at the moment. That's what I'm guessing from what I can hear. Uh, The music is very, it's kind of very suspenseful for me. Uh, I actually wrote down in my notes uh, another period of long music, very suspenseful, keeping me on, oh my goodness, I just got a huge fright. That's what I wrote in my notes uh, for a scene where I got a massive fright. And it made me think, horror movies, just visuals, I reckon less scary. But horror movies, just audio, just as scary if not scarier, because it'll just pop up out of nowhere. Uh, At least you know you can brace yourself when you see it coming. Oh, okay, so finally there's some dialogue. Okay, he's spinning yarns to some lady. She works at a hotel. Okay, thank goodness. Thank goodness the movie's still on. (laughs) Um, Okay, no, she's saying she can't divulge information on customers. He shows the badge by the sounds of things because she's shifted. She's agreeing to show him. Uh, to ask uh, to tell him about he's asking about the lady that uh, that stays in a certain room oh my gosh big WTF moment her name is different to what she's been saying it is it's something from the past it's something I oh know it's a, it's a portrait that she con- con- constantly visits okay this is getting very juicy very interesting okay he wants to go and see her oh my oh my That's the biggest WTF moment up to date. She just said, but she hasn't been here today. And my main boy, John or Scotty or whatever his name is, is like, "Uh, but I was just following her here. She just came in just five minutes ago. And the lady's like, no, she definitely hasn't. Look, her keys are still up there. Huge WTF moment. I wish I could see what's going on. Maybe our main character is a little bit stuffed up in the head. But Vertigo, you've lost me. Well, to be fair, it had actually done quite the contrary of losing me. It had grabbed me. It had hooked me in. I was just lost in terms of I don't know what was going on. So without any further ado, let's crack on to... THE BREAKDOWN So let's go to the beginning. Uh, we're introduced to Johnny. And he's leaving the police force because he has acrophobia, which gives him vertigo. And, uh, but he gets a call from an old college buddy who hasn't seen in ages who wants him to investigate his wife. And uh, so he goes and sees him and he believes that his wife is possessed. So Gavin, who's, who's asked Johnny, believes his wife Madeline is possessed. And uh, Johnny's very skeptical of this, but he agrees to it. So he follows her around and we learn that she's obsessed with a woman who committed suicide years ago. And that's who Gavin believes is possessing her. And uh, turns out actually it's her great grandma who died at age 26. And Madeline is 26, so Gavin is a bit worried about that. But, uh, but Madeline knows nothing of this past, so she must be possessed. That's kind of what it's insinuating. And at one stage, she jumps off the Golden Gate Bay, but uh, Johnny saves her, and they end up falling in love. Uh, they they, they spark a, That just sparks a match, and it just becomes a bit of a love story. My boy Johnny gets really, really obsessed with her. Things get a bit weirder, though, when uh, Madeline describes a dream, and Johnny's like, that's not a dream. You've been there before. I've seen you there. So this whole idea of possession, is it, it's, it's, it's very, very plausible. And they fall more and more in love, but then Madeline knows she's going to die soon. So uh, after some bloody scary music that terrified my eardrums, uh, there's a huge scream and it sounds as though she dies. And in the next scene, it's at court and uh, it is confirmed that uh, she committed suicide and who knows, uh, maybe under possession. That's what Gavin says to Johnny. He says, don't worry, mate, it was out of your hands. She was possessed, but Johnny couldn't save her because of his uh, because of his acrophobia. And I think time passes from there. I don't know. I can't see if if there's a font on there that says one year later. But my boy Johnny does say um, I've been sad for the last year, so I'm guessing it has been about a year. But uh, he, he 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 sees a girl he, who reminds him of Madeline, and uh, he insists on hanging out. And he gets a bit obsessive, to be honest. And they they go out for dinner, and he, he, she just must really remind him. Of Madeline, but I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what Madeline looks like, so um, I can't I can't agree or disagree with him. But uh, then it gets really weird because he starts making her wear the same clothes as Madeline. Then drives to the peninsula. This is this is this is where the movie starts to climax. Drives to the same church that Madeline killed herself, and this is where it's all revealed. This huge elaborate plan that the girl he's now seeing, Judy, uh, was the one that he was seeing the whole time, and that Madeline. Uh, is, is is dead, but they must have just looked very, very similar. And Gavin murdered his wife, Madeline, and got the bro Johnny to watch over it all because he knew Johnny had a fear of heights and wouldn't save Madeline. So it was just this huge, elaborate plan. But uh, Johnny is a good detective. He's cracked the case, taken Judy uh, back to the church. Then some terrifying music plays. Church bell rings. Some voice uh, says something very, very scary. It sounds maybe like a ghost, or maybe even the ghost of their great-grandmother that, uh, was possessing someone, and then there's a scream, and then the movie ends. So my first theory is the fact that the movie kind of explains itself, because the plot is in the audio, which is very, I'm very thankful for that. But the only ambiguous thing was the ending, so I'm gonna have a stab in the dark and say that both Judy and Johnny fell, and they are both dead in the end. Shush. So my second theory is a little bit more far-fetched, but I do like thinking outside of the box, so here it is. Johnny is actually crazy. What? And uh, there's another lady he's been talking to throughout the entirety of the film that I didn't mention in the plot, and her name is Mitch. I found that a little bit weird, but I'm guessing she is his psychiatrist, and he's obsessing over Madeline, and he made up Gavin as an excuse to follow her around. And in this uh, dream, he's the hero of the story. You know, he saved her from the Golden Gate Bay, when in reality he's 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 got vertigo. He's terrified of it, and he also has another dream, a nightmare, where he can't save her and uh, she rejects him in real life but in his dreams they're actually in love so he kidnaps her to conquer his fear and gain her love and then takes her to the church where he had that nightmare but he can't do it and she falls to her death both theories are pretty dark there but thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed it there's a lot going on next week, I'll be slowly uncovering how close my theories are to the actual happenings of the movies and if you want to know more, check out my Facebook and Instagram pages, hope to see you next week cheers